I wonder if we could really give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Let's give him a hand clap of thanksgiving. The Lord's been good to you. So thankful today. And um, I don't believe Thanksgiving is something that we should be mindful of just in the month of November. I think every day of our lives. Uh, I think I'm certain that uh, for far too long we have maybe been ignorant or have just chosen to overlook the power, the protecting power, the encouraging power, the preserving power, the uplifting power of thanksgiving. It's hard to be sad when you're thankful. And I promise you, each and every one of us that are here today have so many things to be thankful for. Can I get an amen right now? Amen. It is always an honor to be in Spokane and, and to be here at Cornerstone with the Mayos, and I look forward to these weekends, but it's also an extremely big honor and privilege today to have all of my family with me. several years I um, had never done this but the last several years I've kept up with how many times that I preach in a given year um, started in the month of November for some reason you'd think that we'd, we'd start January but I, when I first started I started in the month of November so I always calculate from November to November and on an average the last three or four years, I preach anywhere from 210, 220 times in a year. And so many of those times, I am um, by myself. Um, Sundays is our biggest day of the week, but so many times um, I'm without my family on that, on that day. And so any time that I'm able to be with them in church is a big deal. And, and brother and sister Mayo, it's even a bigger deal when I get to be with them in church in Spokane. Amen. And thank, thank you so much. Um, it's, it's not cheap to, um, for this many people to travel. And please know from the bottom of our hearts, we're so thankful that it's important to you that we're all here. Praise God. 
couple of years ago, um, I started on something, and I don't know how this works with everyone, but it works this way oftentimes with me. And apparently it wasn't the time. I had a few pieces, um, but I was very moved by the, um, the essence of this, the concept. But it was just, I just kind of slid over to the side. And the last couple of weeks, that's come back into play. And when I say what I'm about to say, in no way is this hyperbole. I, I, I could not wait to get to church today and to give you the word of the Lord. And my prayer is, is that this is received. And do you know all of the power, all of the potency, all of the potential in that right there? Hear me. There's so much potential right there. But unless you mix it with faith, Faith is what activates the power and the potential of this. There, there is nothing more dashing. This is not a job to me. This is a passion. And there is nothing more defeating than to know that God has given you something for a specific situation and to deliver it knowing its value and then feel that you can't get someone to, to mix their faith with it I challenge somebody today get your hands out of your pocket pull your head out of the hole Mix a little faith with God's word today. Deuteronomy chapter 20. I'll read. Um, I want to read from three places. It's not a lengthy reading. Um, I'll go first from Deuteronomy 20. Then we'll go to Joshua chapter 17. We'll read one verse from both of those places and then we'll conclude with one verse from Judges chapter 1. Joshua 20, excuse me, Deuteronomy 20, Joshua 11, and Judges chapter 1. Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse number 1. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and the people more than thou be not afraid of them for the Lord thy God is with thee 
which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Joshua chapter 17, verse number 17. Oh, God. I don't remember the last time I wanted to preach something in somebody's spirit so bad. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people. Thou art a great people. I'm going to try it again. Thou art a great people and hast great power. Back up and try it again. Thou art a great people. I believe in your past, you believed that before, but God wants me to help you to believe that again. Cornerstone, come on, it's time for us to rise up and believe. Thou art a great people. And they, and thou hast great power. And thou shalt not have only, and thou shalt not have one lot only, but the mountain shall be thine. For it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down. Notice, and the outgoings of it shall be thine. For thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. Judges 1 and verse number 19. And the Lord was with Judah, and he drove out the inhabitants of the mountain. Notice but could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley. Because they had chariots of iron. Now oftentimes we grab stuff and it's not necessarily in chronological order. I read these verses today on purpose in chronological order. He tells them, fresh out of Egypt, fresh out of the Exodus. Deuteronomy 20, the Lord is with you. When you go out to battle, fear not the people nor the chariots. He gets to Joshua chapter number 11. How many is thankful for those friendly reminders? And he tells them, or Joshua chapter 17, and he tells them, you're a great people, and you have great power, and you have more than just one lot, and you shall drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. And yet we get to Judges chapter number one, and the Bible says, that they drove out the inhabitants of the mountain but could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. I want to preach today from this thought for a few moments, chariots and choices. 
chariots and choices. Now, I know sometimes the way these services unfold that you analytical thinkers think that we all meet on Saturday in a back room somewhere and we coordinate songs and sermons and no, that's not the way this works. If we were to sit and try to plan this out, we, we, we couldn't do it as good as God does it. But my daughter-in-law, I heard them practicing. They, they didn't know what I was going to preach today, but I heard them practicing. And, and, then, and then this choir sings, he's the same God in the wilderness. The glory of God is the same in the wilderness. The glory of God is the same in the wilderness as it is on the mountain. Come on, somebody. I said the glory of God is the same in the wilderness, is it? Listen, in God's world, it's not about landscapes. In God's, are you hearing me? In God's world, it's not about geographical features. In God's world, it's not about coordinates. In God's world, I hope somebody's hearing what I'm telling you right now. It's not about landforms. Come on, God could care less if it's a valley, a mountain, a plateau. God, come on, God is not... God is not intimidated by undulation. Come on. God is not bound by what is up or what is down. God is not constricted by what is in or what is out or what is hot or is cold. Let me tell you, he's the same God in the valley that he is on the mountain. I've come to preach to you. Come on, I understand the significance of the mountain. I'm preaching already, but I want you to understand that the mountain has become a problem. Come on, it's a mentality. I want you to understand that there's not just dominion on the mountain. There's dominion in the valley. There's not just liberty on the mountain. There's liberty in the valley. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. If you can learn to believe in victory as much as you're convinced in defeat, if I could get you to have as much confidence that you're going to overcome, come on, I wish you could take the confidence that you are overcome, and I wish that could translate to confidence that I'm going to overcome. I'm coming out of this valley. I'm coming out of this funk. I'm coming out of... I'm going to give you one chance before I start preaching. I want you this great Sunday in November to put your hands together and lift your voice like you believe that your God is the God of the valley. Come on, how about it here on the other side? Come on, anybody believe he's the God of the valley? He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He he is not bound.
Praise God. I wish you'd just clap your hands one more time. You can be seated. I want to thoroughly and methodically tack this down. And so I am going to repeat myself. I'm going to cover and recover some things today because, again, the Lord has revealed to me that this is not about a mountaintop issue. This is a mentality issue. If your mentality's right, you can win. You can win regardless of the landscape. Deuteronomy 20, as I've already read it, he said, when you go out to battle, I am one that's notorious for ringing every dropout, so I, time is of essence today, so I won't do as I would like to do, but I, I want you to notice that there's no contingency here. He does not leave an open door that maybe there's a chance that you won't go to battle. He says, when you go to battle, I just want somebody to understand it's a battle. It's a blessing, but it's a battle. This is not a cruise ship. I'm telling you, the quicker you wake up to what I'm preaching right now, come on, the quicker that you wake up to what I'm preaching right now, the faster we're going to move our way through this place that we're in right now. This is not a cruise ship. We're not being entertained here today by the Gaither vocal band or the latest comedian. This is, hey, we're not sailing the seven seas here today. There's not, there's not spots on this little ship where we're going to stop and get off. Come on. And there's these destination points and these excursions. This is a battleship. We're not sipping lemonade. If you got in this thing, come on, to sit in the shade and just kind of sip on an Arnold Palmer, you're in for some prizes, honey. It's got a lot of surprises. We're in a battle today. This is a battle. We, we are in a battle. But I got good news for you. The battle's not ours. It's, it's the Lord's. But if you and I will stay engaged... When you go to battle, not if you go to battle. The presence of battles is not indicative that you're not a child of God. The presence of battles is a strong indicator that you are a child of God. Having done all to stand, 
Come on. There's a reason that Paul dresses the soldier as he does in his Pauline epistles because you and I are in a battle. You got to have a helmet of salvation. You got to have the sword of the spirit. Your feet's got to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Ladies and gentlemen, come on. Lackadaisicalness is not going to cut it. Apathy and complacency and lethargy. Somebody better hear me preaching right now. You can't. Listen, this living for God is the greatest life in all the world. But some people are sadly mistaken that it's a cakewalk. It's not a cakewalk. It's a battle. When thou goest out, not if, but when. He said, when you get there, and notice, perspective is everything, Bishop. When you see, this motif shows up from, from the front of that book to the back of that book. It's, it's, it's what you see. And I want to tell you something. What you see, just because you see it, is not always, I'm talking about with the carnal eye, is not, is not always reality. The prophet, and I, I, I do not proclaim to be a prophet today. I just have prayed that God would give me the ability this afternoon just once to have the power of that prophet where he laid his hands on the eyes of that young man. I pray today that we can have a divine, a divine epiphany and that God would remove the scales from our eyes and we could see things today the way they really are. When you see horses and chariots and people more than you, he said, be not afraid of them. Be not afraid of them. Studies of late have proven sheep get a bad rap. Just a dumb old sheep. They've actually figured out that sheep can actually hear and understand and actually respond to 80 different commands, separate, 80 separate different commands. What makes sheep stupid is fear. I said, what makes sheep stupid is fear. They're afraid of everything. It's not that they can't hear. It's not that they don't have abilities. It's not that they cannot be trained. They are afraid of everything. I hope you great saints of Cornerstone will hear this preacher right now. It's time for you to quit being afraid of everything. Afraid of the future. Afraid of failure. Afraid of popular opinion. Afraid of yourself. I'm going to tell somebody right now. Come on. Fear makes you stupid. Fear makes you stupid. Fear will make you stick your hole in the ground as a proverbial ostrich. Fear will make you get on your back and never get up. Unless somebody, I'm going to preach to somebody here right now. You need to quit trying to live life by just what you see with your naked eye. I want you to see in the spirit today. I want you to see that there are more for you than are against you. The numbers add up, Brother Gazzandi. When Lucifer fell from heaven, only one third of the angels 
Come on, only one third of the angels fell with him. Come on, I wasn't good at fractions, but that's easy math there. That leaves two thirds. Come on, you may have a demon against you, but I want somebody to be aware and privy of the fact, come on, that if you got one devil against you, you got two angels that are for you. Come on, there are more for you than are against you. Can I preach to you right now? I am convinced more than ever, victory is a state of mind. It's not a condition. It's not a circumstance. It's not an opinion. It's not a day on the calendar. It's not a phone call. It's not a promotion. Victory is a mentality. It's a state of mind. I'm going to win. Come on. Rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. For the Lord thy God is with thee. He didn't bring you out of Egypt to bring you to a circumstance of chariots for you to be spoiled. I'm thankful for those friendly reminders. I'm thankful that God practices the great law of pedagogy and we learn through repetition and God will come back and he will say it again. So he comes back around. Because I'm telling you, we win and lose. We win and lose according to what's going on between our two ears. And oftentimes your mentality and the way you think is what you see. I know that may be backwards to what you think. That's what I see causes me to think. No, what you think is what you see. And so he comes back around. And he, he deals with this in Joshua chapter number 11. I'm going somewhere with this. And he deals with this in Joshua chapter 17. I told you I was going to be slow and methodical. I want to cover this. I'm trying to crack somebody's hard head here today. Okay. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and Manasseh, saying, You're a great people. God have mercy. You're a great people. You're a, you're a powerful people. I don't know how you think about yourself, but when I think of Cornerstone, when I think of the Mayos, when I think of people in Cornerstone, I don't think of a weak, anemic Come on, even, even in the greatest trials of this church, even in times where you went through seasons, where things were ebbing, come on, it never, it never dawned or never come into my mind that this was a weak place or an anemic place. Come on, oh God, cornerstone's in trouble. No, this is a great people, and you have great power. I'm going to preach this right now. Come on. You may still be acclimating to a new building. You may still be reeling a bit. Come on. You see, Brother Marks, it's less than 100 yards. You hear what I'm telling you? You're a great people. There may be stuff going on with your finances. You're a great people. You're a powerful people. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody here today. 
And I'm not a prosperity preacher, but I'm a promise preacher. And he not only said you were great and powerful, but he also said, listen, you got more than just one lot in life. I want to tell somebody, the devil's told you, you've already had your revival. You've already had your greatest days. I'm telling you, God's got another revival. God's got another miracle. God's got another comeback. God's got more favor. But the mountains shall be thine. Well, Brother Gizande, we don't have any problem with that. This is where I'm fixing to really get into this. God sent me here to preach this today. He don't have to spend a whole lot of time talking about what we're going to do, Brother Jordan, on the mountain. Because mountain tops, it's not just a landscape. It's language, and we get that. Because mountaintops in our minds is synonymous with victory. Yeah. It's vision. It's, it's a vantage point. Mountaintops is symbolic to, to conquering and mastering. God, have mercy. I'm trying to get somebody here today to tell you, God, God is not paying attention to some kind of coordinates on some mental map that you have in your mind. These coordinates. And God can give victory here, but he can't give victory here. And God is God here, but he's... And so he doesn't even spend much time with that because that's the, the, it's, it's not about a mountaintop. It's about a mentality. And it shall be thine for it is wood. And thou shalt cut it down and the outgoings of it shall be thine. For thou shalt, now look, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanites. I, I cannot, I don't want to, I'm on a soapbox here. And I don't want to get stuck and bogged down, but I want to preach this to somebody right now. God can't do everything. God can do everything. But God's not going to do everything for you. Come on. He's given you promises. He spoken things over your life. Come on. But there's some cutting down of the trees and some driving out of the Canaanites. And let me just tell you something right now. You know where we got to drive the Canaanites out? I don't want to get the cart in front of the horse. We got to drive the Canaanites out of here. Come on. It's the Canaanites. If you drive the Canaanites out of your mind, you're going to get them out of your spirit. You're going to get them out of your life. You're going to get them out of your ear. He said... Though they have iron chariots and though they be strong. But you still got to drive them out. You're powerful. You're great. I've given you more than one lot. But there's still some things that are left up to you. It's the Cantonites. Sorry for my funny way of doing things, but it's handles that I want to leave here. Handles. I call them holy handles because I want you to remember this in the weeks to come. It's Cantonites. It's things that we see. Come on with our naked eye. Come on. 
It's not Canaanites. Come on, it's Cantonites. Come on. And even though God has spoken the things that he's spoken over us, come on, we see it and we think, I can't do it. I can't overcome it. Everything God said, everything God's promised, everything that God has predestined, I'm preaching to somebody here right now, but you got to put forth some effort. I want you to hear what I'm telling you. you got to put forth some effort. Oftentimes the triumph is in the trying. You got you want God's grace in your life? You got to let God see you putting forth some effort. You got to be pushing in prayer. You got to be pushing in praise. You I don't want to make enemies. But I can I, am I all right? I've never seen anybody win like this. You want to see the difference? Come here, Bishop. You want to see the difference? It's an evangelist's pocket versus a pastor's pocket. <sighs> Praise God. <sighs> Actually, what it is is I'm holy. <sighs> I'm picking. It's a joke. <sighs> I've never seen anybody fighting a battle like that. I'm discouraged. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. I feel defeated. You know why I'm preaching like this? Because I feel like, not because I'm anybody important, I feel like this could be the only thing standing between somebody And you absolutely, absolutely allowing the enemy to destroy everything that God has put back together for you. I'm discouraged. You think everybody else, you think all these other nut jobs running around here and shaking their hands and doing the twirly bird, you think they're all encouraged? No. It's one or two things, Logan. I'm either up or I'm getting up. I ain't staying down. got to drive out the Cantonites. I, I'm treading. I, I'm treading because I, I, I got to preach without fear or favor. And I don't want to make anybody mad. But I got to preach what God gave me in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, well, that's a bunch of emotionalism. What do you think this is? That's emotionalism. Right. 
That's emotionalism. Deuteronomy 20. Joshua 11. Joshua 17. You drive out, thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots and though they be strong. Put Judges 1 up there. And the Lord was with Judah. Lord, help me to hammer this home the way you gave this to me. And he drove out the inhabitants of the mountain. Say it with me. Of course he did. Because mountaintops, are menta- it's a mentality. We expect God to help us win in those places. The mountaintop, that's synonymous when everything's going the way that we think it ought to be going. We got plenty of money in the bank. Of course we win in those places. Come on, when everything's going the way we plan, of course, of course we drive them out in those places. I'm gonna preach this right now. Of course, Judah, there's no issue. Come on, when it comes to the inhabitants on the mountaintop, because the mountaintop is a mentality. It's not some, it's not some land. It's not some uh, land, land place on a map somewhere. No, it, it's a mentality. It's, it's in our minds. The problem is that it's synonymous. The mountaintop is synonymous. It's, it's dominion. It's when I feel good. It's when I'm thinking right. It's when people treat me the way that I think they ought to be treating me. It's when my dreams are unfolding the way, the ambitions and aspirations of my life. God has given me a word for Cornerstone Church and for individuals in this church right now. We don't have a problem believing that God can give us victory on the mountain. Come on, absolutely, of course. Come on, victory. That's what happens in mountains. In fact, if we are not careful, I'm going to tell you what God spoke to me, Brother Sergeant. If we are not careful in our minds, come on, victory is only synonymous with the mountain. They drove out the inhabitants of the mountain. Of course they did. Well, of course. But they could not. They could not. Now, according to Deuteronomy 20, and according to Joshua 11, and according to Joshua 17, can I get some help? Have I put my argument together? Am I presenting my case all right? So is it could not or is it would not? Would not. In fact, the issue here is not iron chariots, it's an iron wheel. Jesus, have mercy. Could not. Oh, no, they already had a promise that they could. The issue is not they could not, the issue is they would not. And if you will not, bottom line is, and I'm not trying to philosophize, you just hear what I'm telling you. If you will not, And they would not. Then, then if you have, if you make the choice that even though God said you could and you won't, 
then you won't. And what God is trying to teach us through these portions of Scripture, Brother Earls, is this. God wants us to understand that victory, it has nothing to do with undulation. It has nothing to do with landforms. It has nothing to do with ups and downs. Come on. What God wants you to understand is you've come to these iron chariots. Come on. Every time you're in the valley, I'm preaching to some people right now. I love you, but I'm telling you, there's, hey, there's, there is no happier person in the world to be around when everything, come on, we're all like this to a certain degree. When everything's going our way, oh, yeah, blessed and highly favored. Oh, God's good. God's great. Come on. But I want to be one of those individuals that not only has confidence that he's God in the wilderness land, but the glory of God is the same, come on, in the valley as it is on the mountain. I'm trying to help somebody. Come on. You keep coming back to this same valley. You keep coming back to this same spot. God told you I'll give you victory. God told you, come on. The iron chariot can't stand against you. Come on. For you're great and for you're powerful. But you've got to have an iron will. You've got to make a choice about the chariot. This is not going to stop me this time. God can give me a victory at my lowest point. God can give me a victory. I'm 40 minutes in, and I'm just getting to the meat of this. Hey, preach on. Preach. Iron chariots. But could not drive out the inhabitants, would not drive out the inhabitants of the valley. Because of chariots of iron. Bible scholars and archaeologists alike, history raises an important question. I want to substantiate today what I feel like the Spirit's saying to us. Hear me. History raises an important question. Did iron chariots exist in the Bronze Age? Many scholars and scientists reject the notion. First of all, ra rationale says that the weight of iron, the success of a chariot was its speed. The way the chariot was used, utilized in war was maneuvering, but it was able to maneuver through its speed. Chariots of iron, the argument, and there's strong evidence. The, uh, listen, hear me out. The iron would have made the chariot far too heavy. It would have taken away, to make the chariot of iron, Brother Gazandi, it would have taken away from the characteristics of a chariot that made it what it was in war. Light, nimble, speedy, and easily to maneuver. And I, a chariot of iron 
would have made it virtually impossible. Not, yes, it could have been moved, but to be moved in the heat of the moment as the battle rages. Dr. Nama Yeholam Mack, a senior lecturer at Hebrew University specializing in archaeometallurgy in the Bronze and Iron Age, Ages, agrees. She goes as far as saying that iron chariots did not exist in the Iron Age at all, certainly not in the Iron Eye when these stories are set. Where barely any iron, hear me, where barely any iron was used at all. The events recorded in Joshua took place before the Iron Eye period, which would have made the presence of iron chariots even less likely. Now, there's a couple schools of thoughts on this. All of this, I believe, has spiritual significance. There are some that still want to take it in its little, little context, and they say, well, what's possible? Even though iron was not being used at this time, what's possible is possibly that they had discovered it enough that possibly that the iron was being used to some extent on the hinges of the chariot to fortify, to strengthen where the wood was put together. But most great Jewish scholars and thinkers agree with what I had suspicion of. It's a typology. And the iron here is not dealing with metal. Are you ready? It's not dealing with strength. It's dealing with sight. It's iron chariots. It's strength in the sense of how they seem. Okay, possibly. I'll give it to you. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Canaanites had enough money that there was a little bit of iron. But spiritually looking at this, most Jewish scholars believe that this was a mental thing, not a metal thing. This was mental. It was, it was the, how it was to be seen. Because anybody that had chariots, especially chariots in this number, in fact, if, if you really, if you really want to get, if you really want to mix this up, this is what God elsewhere is trying to combat when it speaks of the Lord's chariots and it numbers them in the 20,000s, which wasn't a literal number. What it was trying to say is God is stronger. I don't care how many chariots that the Canaanites have. Come on, this comes down to mentality, not metal it's iron chariots it's how they're seen come on and the job they would not and the reason they would not is because they were afraid by what they seen with their naked eye I'm preaching to somebody right now come on I've got to get you to believe in victory as much as you're convinced of defeat come on if I could get you to drop the apostrophe T and instead of it being tantonites come on the iron will of a man the iron will of a church the iron will of a preacher that come on there's something about somebody that rises up and says I can I can overcome I can make it I can't come on I know 
where I'm at today, and I'm not going to preach much longer, but I want to know how many big God people we got out there. I don't serve a little God. I serve a big God, and I believe that God is just as able in the valley with the iron chariot. not even a matter of war it's a matter of will that's exactly right you just remember as you entertain quitting that the same will because it takes a will to quit the same will you use to quit If I could get you to believe in victory as much as you believe in defeat. It's an iron chariot. They could not. Who told you that? God didn't tell them they couldn't. God told them they could. You know who they you know who told them they couldn't? Come on. Their own thoughts, their own mind. That's why the Bible is so clear when it says bringing into captivity every thought. Come on. That exalteth itself. Come on. Above what? Above the knowledge of God. Come on. Casting down every vain imagination. Is anybody hearing me right now? Come on. It's not about metal. Come on. It's about a mentality. And I want somebody to understand that God can see you through in the depths just like he can see you through in the heights. God can see you. The might was in their minds. The iron was in their imagination. We can't overcome that. I can't get past that. God said, you're great. God said, you're powerful. God said, when you go to battle and you see chariots, don't be confounded. Don't be dumbfounded. Don't be mixed up or messed up. And all of this, historically, and I'm closing, this place where the Bible says that they could not, they would not, therefore they did not. This wasn't just any old place. This was not just any old place. The Bible goes on and makes us privy of this place. I'm trying to tell somebody, this is not just any old place. This place that the Canaanite, the enemy does not inhabit places. He does not. Do you understand this is part of his game? Be not ignorant of his devices. He always wants to appear in ways that he's not. A lion, as a lion. He's not the lion. As a roaring lion. That doesn't make him the lion. As an angel of light. That doesn't make him an angel of light. 
He's always, his game is to appear in ways that he's not. He wants you to think he's strong. He's not strong. Come on, when he's strong is when you believe he's strong. Come on, he's not strong until you buy in that he's strong. It's not metal. Is somebody hearing me? It's not metal. It's not iron. It's your ideas. It's your imagination. And you got to bring it into captivity. Come on. Greater is he that's within me than he that is in the world. This is not just some small place. Mom, Mayo, this is not just some small place where they said, oh, it doesn't matter. We drove them out on the mountain. God can't help us in the valley. It's not just this insignificant place that, oh, we'll just move on and we'll go on somewhere else. If, if, if the Canaanites are there and they're trying to make you think they're stronger than what you are, there's a reason. It's called a stronghold. Paul deals with this. Anywhere where there's great and effectual doors, Brother Jordan, there's great adversaries. And so historically, they had no way. God, I, I, this is the first time I've even tried to communicate this, but I want somebody to understand the significance. Don't think, don't think if you lose here, that it's just your loss. What I'm preaching is, is, is the enemy has, he's, he's cornered off this little valley of yours. You can't. And he's convinced you you can't, and so you won't. And because you won't, you don't. And, and, and there's no... It's inconsequential. If I lose, I just lose. No. This place where they refused to drive out the chariots of iron and to deal with the Canaanites. Come on. It wasn't about metal. It was about their mentality. But the place was called Bethshea. And Bethshea, you go read it out and study. There was no more important juncture geographically in scripture than Bethshea. It was the juncture between the Jordan Valley and the Valley of Jezreel. There was not a more fertile place. I'm going to say it again. Go look it up. There was not a more fertile place in the land of Israel than Bethshea. It was a juncture. It was where those two great valleys met. And they said, we cannot. It's in a valley. It's in a valley. If we were on a mountain right now, God, but, but it's, I'm in the lowest place in my life. I, I can't do anything about those Canaanites. And, and we just, we give, up, we give up these areas because we've got these ideas about these iron chariots that are wrong. They're erroneous. He already said, don't be dismayed by it. 
You're powerful. You're, they're strong. They're going to be there. That You're going to have to deal. That iron chair, you hear what I'm telling you? It's significant. It's symbolic. I don't know what it is, but you know what that iron chair it is. And every time you come to it in your life, come on, you've never, you've never had dominion, but it's ideas. That iron chariot, it's ideas, and it's connected to your imagination. And it's about, it's, it's the iron wheel. It's about your wheel. It's not an iron chariot. It's an iron wheel. It's a wheel. Come on, every time you hang an apostrophe T on it and you walk away and say, it's just too hard. I can't make it. I can't get through this. Come on. I'm telling somebody, you got to do something different this time. You got to say, I will. I'm going to drive this out. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to come out of this. Beth Shea, you ready? Hey, there's no coincidence what I'm about to tell you. My hour's almost gone. I'm closing. Beth Shea is where the Philistines, Sister Brenna, it's when the Philistines got to Saul and his sons and killed them. The Philistines at this time had control. Yes, later on, the Philistines had control of the place called Bethshea. The most fertile point in Israel. That great junction there, Jordan. That not the middle, but a mentality kept them. A can't kept them from driving those Canaanites out and smashing those iron chariots. The Philistines had a wall there, Brother Mayo. And when Saul and his sons die, they hung, they hung the sons of Saul and Saul himself as a spectacle on the walls in Bethshea. It's a juncture. It's something spiritually symbolic that Saul never, it never got through to him. I'm going to show you here in a minute. It just blows my mind. All the preaching I've done in the last 24 years just blows my mind. Bethshea is also the same spot when God kept whittling down. When he kept whittling down Gideon's army. What did he start with? 32,000? When he got down to the 300. Guess where those men were that were lapping like dogs, those 300? It was Bethshea. It's a juncture. It's a Saul that never got a can. It was a mentality. You see, it, it, this, when you get to Bethshea, I'm fixing to show you the difference. It can go either way. It's your will. But let me, let me tell you what will help you with your will if you want help with your will. Guess what the closest village on the map to Bethshea is? Nazareth. Jesus. Jesus was reared and raised in Nazareth. Bethshea. They called Bethshea the backyard of the boy Jesus Christ. But I was shocked 
If you have trouble with this, I'll show it to you after church. I had to close my mouth when I walked out of here because I was putting the finishing touches on this right before I walked out. I looked up at Shia. Here we go. You ready? Jordan, get ready. Just give me a keyboard player. It means the house of ease. It's lethargy. It has nothing to do with the landscape, Sister Earls. It has nothing to do with the landscape. It has nothing to do with the scenery. It has to do with the spirit of the man. Saul approached everything that he did with ease. The infamous turn of his demise, we find Saul and his men at ease under the shadows of the pomegranate trees. When it came time to battle, when it came time to battle, Saul and his men were at ease. It's the house of ease. How tragic, but how fitting for that to be where they hung as a spectacle of shame. They were damned and doomed by their own ease. But yet, at Bethshira, when God whittled 32,000 down to 300, and men were everything but at ease, there was a sense of urgency the other 2,700, come on, it has seemed as if they had, they had time. They, they knelt down with ease and cupped their hands. And, no, it was the 300. Time was of, was of essence. This is about battle. This is not about me satiating my thirst. This is not about me getting enough. It's fertile. If it wasn't fertile, the Canaanites wouldn't be there. It's the great juncture in the land of Israel. It is the great juncture between the Jordan Valley and the Jezreel Valley. There's not a more important juncture, geographically speaking, than Bethshear. Bethshear, it's, that's the point. Who was to know that all of these things historically would unfold no wonder Deuteronomy chapter 20 no, no wonder Joshua chapter 11 no wonder Joshua chapter 18 17 drive it out drive it out you're strong you're powerful drive. Metal, iron is known for its great magnetic properties and abilities. Some metals can act magnetic when they get around other things that are magnetic, but iron itself is 
it's magnetic in its properties. But if we're typing iron, the metal, iron to the mine, it was very interesting to me. I'll close like this. It was very interesting to me. Noteworthy. Iron is notable for its property to be easily melted, melted and molded under heat. It's easily, let me tell you something, as strong as our will is, as strong if you get the fire hot enough, if you're cultivating a fire on that altar, not my will. The irons, the, hey, the chariots of iron will never, they'll never be melted down if it's just a house of ease. It's chariots and choices. You have to choose. I hope you never look at the word Canaanite ever again. I hope you never look at it again without seeing the word can in it. See it. Because winning and losing does ultimately boil down to the will. Not my will. God is trying to help somebody understand you can win in the valley. It's not Canaanites bishop on the mountain that take people out. Because again, mountaintops, it's a mentality. Oh, yeah, absolutely, we can win there. God, this time's supposed to be different. I'm telling you, this time, and I hope it's different, and I'm not here to be a prophet of pessimism because this could be the last time, and it doesn't matter if it's the last time if you get it this time. Come on, don't, don't let this take you out. Understand this time. Come on, God is able. God is not bound. By how high or how low that I am. And I hope to pick you up right here as I close. How many is going to help me? First Kings 20, when it's all said and done, let me tell you what the Syrians said. <laughs> the Syrians said they're whooping our backside on this mountain. Let's get them down in the valley. <laughs> the Syrians had a big misconception, Brother Mayo, that somehow that the God of the Israelites was God on the mountain, but he wasn't God in the valley. 
And so 1 Kings 20 records the Syrians drawing the Israelites down in the valley because the Syrians... When God got through with the Syrians, come on, I'm gonna need some help right now. When God, you gonna help me? When God got through with the Syrians, let me tell you what the Syrians say. If the Syrians could speak today, you know what the Syrians would say? The Syrians would say, the God of Israel is the God of the valley. I'm going to back up and try this again. Come on. They were highly mistaken, Brother Mayo. They suffered a greater defeat in the valley than they did on the mountain. I need some help right now. The Syrians would say, he's the God of the valley. But I'm not here preaching to the Syrians. I'm here preaching to the saints of Cornerstone. I know what the Syrians say. What do the saints say? I'm going to try again. I know what the Syrians would say. What do the saints say? He's the God of the valley. He's the God of the wilderness. He's the God of the low times. He's the God of the bad times. Let's stand. I can't do it like you. If I could, I would, but I can't. If any of you watched Brother Prado's funeral, oh, God have mercy. Bishop, he was in bishop form. There's rare form and then there's bishop form. And he was in bishop form. And he closed out his deal. So articulate, so perfect. And in that way, it only he can do. And I'm not even going to try. But he, he shouted out. It was a war cry is what it was. You could feel it reverberate in the spirit. If I could shout like that today. Come on. I, 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 fight. Fight. fight would somebody help me close this don't flee fight I said don't flee fight don't quit fight don't throw in the towel fight I'm going to throw somebody a big curve right now. Go find me some white hand towels or white towels or somewhere. You know where he's at? I, rip, I got baskets a couple years ago. There wasn't a basket left in this church when I got through preaching. Somebody shall fight. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Folks, this wasn't planned. Do, do they have it together around here or what? I wonder if I asked for Beelzebub, if somehow y'all couldn't come up with him. Watch, this is what's got to happen. I, I'm, I'm just telling somebody, 
if this if if this is relating to you and you and, and you want victory more than you want your pride I don't have but I don't know I don't have about five or six I don't know if they're going to get any more but I'm telling somebody needs to capitalize on what I'm about to show you you got that towel in your hand Just throw the towel in I'm preaching to somebody right now it's chariots of iron. It's a valley. King. I, this is what I've seen in my mind's eye. Who's going to run and capitalize on what I'm about to show you? Jake, instead of throwing that towel. Take that towel. And instead of letting it become a symbol of surrender. Let the towel become a symbol of servitude. The same towel, come on, the same towel I clasped in capitulation. You didn't hear what I'm telling? I said the same towel I clenched. Look at somebody and tell them, fight! He's the same God. Cornerstone, fight. Cornerstone, fight. Pillars in this church, fight. Young couples, fight. Middle-aged couples, fight. Not with one another. We're in Bethsheba, and it's not time for this to be a, a house of ease. Come on. Come on. I don't want to be a Saul. I want to be a man of Gideon. Come on. That realizes the urgency of the hour. I'm... Chariots and choices. What will you do? with your white don't flee anybody ready to fight begun to fight come on come on I don't I'm not asking you how you have felt come on I'm telling you you need to cast down the imagination you're not a failure you're a winner you're not a loser you're a winner come on come on you gotta fight come on it's mind over matter quit telling me about the matter I want to know what's going on in your mind understand what brother Jordan just busted open come on 
It's moments like this. Come on. You're not worried about keeping your pride intact. I'm worried about preserving my promise. Come on. I could care less about my pride right now. I got my head beat in. The devil's telling me all kinds of stuff. You can't get you can't get your business together. You're never going to get it off of the ground. I said he's a liar, brother. I said he's a liar. We're not going we're not going to walk away. We're not going to run. Somebody say fight. No. Come on, you got to say it. Come on, like you mean it. What you going to do? What you going to do? I can't hear you. What you going to do? You got to fight. There's too much at stake. Ari, there's too much at stake. It's a valley. It's a chariot of iron. I don't care. He said you were powerful. He said you were great. He said don't worry about it when you see a chariot. Come on, brother. Brother Marks, it's a valley. It's an iron chariot. No, this has got to become an issue of an iron wheel, not an iron chariot. And my wheel says I'm going to win. I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to, I'm going to win. I'm going to overcome. Uh, anybody can quit, but who's going to fight? Anybody can throw in the towel, but who's going to serve? Anybody can walk away, but who's... Fight. 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 Oh, if I was in a good place mentally right now, this could be my service. Come on, you got to get past that. If I was in a good place in my mind, come on, I could get a miracle today. No, he's the same God in the valley with the iron chariots as he is on the mountain. You gotta change your mind. Now, Brother Jordan, you kicked this once. Now I want you to go ahead and bust the door open. When you get ready, I want you to pop, you, you, your wife better get over here because there's something fixing to fall. When you get ready, you pop up on your feet, throw your head in the air, and let out a cry. And when you do, I believe it's gonna break something in this place right now. Come on, come on, somebody, come on. We've only begun to fight. We've only begun to fight. That's it, brother. Go ahead. You gotta fight. 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 You can't just stand there. You gotta do something. You gotta move. You gotta jump. You gotta pray. You gotta wave your hands. You gotta.
Stop the music. Here we go. We're walking down in this valley. I'm going to see if you've been listening the last hour and 10 minutes. Now that you know where we're at. Is it an iron chariot? Or is it fertile ground? Is it foe or fertile ground? Huh? Is it Canaanites? Or chosen warriors? Huh? Come on. Is it iron chariots or an iron wheel? Come on. You got to have an iron wheel. I believe in you. Come on. Come on, that same stuff that kicked in you, that caused you to physically get through things that are impossible for other women, you got to have that same grit in your spirit that says, I quit. <laughs> I'm going to give you one shot at this. No music because I want you to do this. I want you to give your best fight cry, your best warrior cry, open your mouth and let every spirit, God, let every devil in hell, let every principality fight. Fight, 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 fight. Come on, come on, cornerstone. Square your shoulders. Come on, I've only begun to fight. I've only begun to pray. I've only begun. Come on, I need to hear you over here. I need to hear you over here. The devil needs to hear you over here. Come on, the Canaanites need to hear you over here. Come on, come on. Iron chariots or an iron wheel. Listen, there's a restoration coming right now. God's going to recondition your can. Somebody's crippled in your can. And I tell you what I know in the Holy Ghost, if I've ever known anything in my life, there's a restoration of can coming to this building right now. No, you listen, there's a restoration of can. You want to drop something? You want to, if you really got to drop something, don't drop your calling. Drop the apostrophe T. No, you didn't hear what I said. If you really got to drop something, don't drop your praise. Don't drop your anointing. Don't drop your family. Don't drop your church. Don't drop your kids. Don't drop. Drop the apostrophe T. I'm going to preach what I feel right now. Don't drop your wife. Drop the apostrophe T. Don't drop your church family, then your anointing and your confidence. If you got to drop something, drop the apostrophe T. I can. I can. I can. I can. I can. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me.
got that? Who's running that up there? I want the verse, run a concordance, where the spies come back. And Joshua and Caleb say, we are well able. Can. Somebody shout can. Can. Put that up there. No, I heard you, baby. That's not what it says. He is well able, but that's not what determines the victory. He is well able, but the issue is we. We are well able. In fact, our, our ability to believe he is able is connected to whether or not we believe that we are able. Somebody shout can. And Caleb sealed the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. Am I preaching with my hair on fire? Cornerstone, we don't have six months. Cornerstone, we don't have till January the 1st. We got to go now. We got to do this now. We got to fight now. We got to push now. All right, look. Let us go up at once and possess it. I'm going to sit right here with my iPad because somebody's not going to believe what I'm fixing to tell you. So I'm going to sit right there because I'm not going to let the devil steal this from you. Let us go at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able is a translation of one Hebrew word. We are well able. That Hebrew word, which I'm not going to try to pronounce, shows up again in this verse. Same Hebrew word, translated different. You ready? It's the same Hebrew word that's translated overcome. You can't separate can from conquering. We are well able is the same thing as overcome. It's the same Hebrew word. That's why I'm trying to tell you it's not about the metal. It's about a mentality. It's not about iron chariots. It's about your imagination. Come on, I'm telling somebody, if you can see it, if you can see it right, come on, if you can see We are well able. Come on, that's the importance of this today. If you say can, you're right. But guess what? If you say can't, you're all right. You're right. If you say can't, you're going to be overcome by it. But if you say can, you're going to overcome it. I'm going to pray what God sent me here to pray. I don't care what got your can in the condition it's in. Crippled? Maybe. I don't care what got it in the condition. The Lord sent me here this Sunday to pray a restoration to your can. I'm going to drive out the Canaanites. I'm going to drive out the iron chariots. You can. And if you want God... The condition that can. Come on, you got to have it. You got to have it to overcome. 
I want every single person in this building to lift your hands right now. I'm going to pray what God sent me here to pray. God, I pray that a reconditioning of Cornerstone's can. Cornerstone is not where she's at today because of a can't. Cornerstone is not the thriving church that it is today because of a can't. Cornerstone has not cut itself out. Come on, carved itself out. Cornerstone is not the threat and the dominant force that it is because of a can't. Cornerstone didn't get here because of can't. Cornerstone is not what it is because of can't. You're not here because of can't. You didn't make it this far because of a can't. Come on, a can is what has carried you through. And I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the can would be restored in the hearts and minds of every man and woman and child. Come on, young person. Come on. I pray that God would give you a revival in your can. I pray God would give you a restoration. I want you to turn and get a hold of somebody and I want you to begin to pray right now fervently and effectually for one another right now. Can, brother, can. You gotta get a can in your mind. You gotta get a can in your spirit. You got. Get a hold of your wife and pray like you can. You may not feel like you can, but pray like you can. Worship like you can. You may not feel like you can, but I want you to pray like you can. Lift up your voice like you can. another wave coming we're going to eat pizza and play volleyball come on but the Holy Ghost is touching us right now there's another wave coming get your mouth open get your hands up can 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 I don't I don't care what the devil said can I don't care what your mind is like you can you can I pray that somebody could believe in victory as much as they've believed in defeat. I want somebody to leave here convinced in victory. Come on. If I could convince you of victory the way you're convinced of defeat, come on. You're more than a conqueror. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody today. You're more than a conqueror, but you got to keep your can. You can't get rid of your can. You got to keep your can.
Come on, if you got one of them white towels, I wish you'd get it up in the air and use it for a rally cry right now. I wish somebody get them white towels up in the air. Come on, and get them moving. Come on, maybe I get some hankies. Maybe I got some men with some hankies. Come on, sis, there's your clean hanky. Come on, come on, somebody wave them up in the air. We're not quitting. We're not throwing in the towel. Come on, we're not backing up. The ground's fertile. I know there's foes, but the ground's fertile. Come on. Come on, how about it over here in the corner? Come on, how about it over here in the corner? Come on, I need some help over here in this corner. Here, wave that in the air, brother. Come on, come on. I need some help over here in the corner. Come on, we ain't got enough white towels to go around. But I need some people. I need a rally cry right now. Come on. I need. Here. I need somebody to get it. I need somebody to get something in your hand and wave it in the air. Let's let the adversary know. I like what I'm seeing right here. Come on. I like what I'm seeing right here. That's it, guys. Come on. Come on. I can't. I can. I cannot. Hey, I can play keep. I can play keyboard, but I can fight. I can play bass guitar, but I can fight. Come on. I can play drums, but I can fight. 